Kathy, what's going on? Hi, Jay. I'm just hanging out in my day because it's Tuesday, that most optimistic of days, even though I think both of us have had an interesting day, but that's okay. Wait, is this when is the show coming out? I should probably have asked that before I start mentioning days of the week, but that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going to like, as long as I don't have any crazy edit points, I'm just going to go straight to tape. So. Okay, so what you're saying is don't F up. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. For me. Okay, because that is... All right, I will um, do my best. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, people listening, this is uh, this is Kathy Campbell, the one Mrs. Soup. Um, should introductions? You've been on the show before, but I guess for people that missed that episode, give everybody like the, the quick spiel of, of who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, I am Kathy Campbell, also known as Mrs. Soup, uh, in the chat room and everywhere else. That is my social media handle because my last name is Campbell. Campbell like the soup. Haha, ha, so funny. Um, I am a podcaster. I do um, Friends in Your Ears, uh, which is a podcast where I talk to podcasters about their favorite podcasts on a podcast. Uh, and I also do Roboism with one fantastic Alex Cox, um, and w- where we talk about robots, ro- robots, robots, tech, and isms, but mainly robots. Uh, and then you can also find me randomly, surprisingly, sometimes on The Uncomfortable uh, at game shows and random things where I make a complete fool of myself. Um, and when I am not talking into a microphone, I am an online business manager uh, who goes by the name of the Unicorn Sidekick, where I basically help small businesses get their stuff together. So we we kind of didn't mention there's a project that we're working on that's still uh, in the lab. I think that's what that's what Eminem would say. Like it's still cooking sure. in the lab. Mom's I spaghetti. definitely can. Um, uh, absolutely quote all of Eminem's um, things and uh, yeah that that's my jam I've seen the I movie think you could though yeah I think you, yeah. Could do, you could do like a TikTok from 8 Mile I okay okay I'll uh, I'll do that that's what I'll do today <laughs> fun fact 8 Mile came out when I was working at a movie theater so I've seen it like three times uh, see this is there's a whole conversation there about going to the movies more than once to see the same movie. Yeah. But, um, that's something that happens in my family, but not by me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't do movies in general, but we're not here to talk about movies and stuff. We just, we, we were trying to figure out what to do while we were in the lab cooking what we were. Oh, that sounds oh, terrible. That's, that's <laughs> awful. That's real bad. Okay, So we were, we were, we were in a pause in the other projects that we were working on and Wanted to still chat, so we decided to chat about uh, WWDC and all the stuff. And since we're both productivity nerds, we wanted to kind of talk about the the productivity implications of uh, all of this different stuff that got announced. Now, I guess for the record, uh, Kathy, are you going to be rocking a developer beta uh, anytime soon? Uh, no. Um, okay. Even though I paid attention to the dub dub key uh as my friend alex and i uh now call it um the main reason for dub dub is to hang out with friends um i i'm not i probably won't do the public beta either last year no two whenever maybe it was last year yeah, I think last last year when Scribble came out on the iPad, I did go beta mainly because Scribble was going to, you know, save my life. Uh, spoiler alert, it didn't. But that's okay. That's on me, not the software. The software is still great. Like, that's awesome. But um, it, it didn't magically fix my brain problems, which is fine. That's cool. It's all good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm not a big beta person mainly because I don't have the energy to tinker, and <laughs> and that's what betas uh, tend to need. 
Yeah, it does seem that in order to really take full advantage of of the beta lifestyle, you have to be willing to uh, one make sure you're backing up all of the things and just be ready to revert back from said backup like at a moment's notice because you might break something yeah. or you might uh, just get stuck in a terrible crashing situation over and over again. Um, I'm not bitter. That didn't happen to me this no, week. No, of and course it not. It wasn't even because of the betas. I know. Um, <laughs> you poor thing. It's okay, though. I, yeah, I'm also not. I, I don't have a Apple developer account. I mean, th- yeah, that I just don't. I don't do that type of development, so it doesn't really make sense for me to give Apple more money to play with something that I'll get to play with later for free. Um, yep. And the public beta, I haven't really decided yet. I know I can't do the Mac OS beta because I'm using a company device, but um, I don't know. If if I can convince myself to spend a bunch of money on a iMac that I don't need, um, <laughs> maybe I'll throw a beta on that. But. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I... Uh, Am I try and why well, in the past I've been like a year behind on my Mac OS uh, updates anyways, just for like stability, but also a lot of like third party programs. And then when I got um, my iMac Pro, it came with Big Sur. So I didn't have that choice and like a bunch of things broke, but it was like it's a computer that works. So you got to do what you got to do type of a situation. Um, so, yeah, I definitely will not be on the beta on my computer. I didn't know you had an iPad Pro or not. I mean, an iMac Pro. I'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I often think of you as the unicorn that does business, not the business person that just is also a unicorn. I need to <laughs> fix that. I need to address my inner whatever is I have going on there. He's here with the pro devices doing real work. So. Well, it's mainly like I do. I process a lot of um, photos. Check out my episode of Automators where I talked to David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard about my massive processing of photos stuff. Um, and then I also... I'm an editor for a YouTube channel. Um, and so like processing video is is rough. Um, and so I'm really, uh, really lucky that I have this beast of a computer. But I also don't have like a company device that I can justify because I am my company. So like I can't just say, hey, company, you should buy me this. Yeah. Yeah, I I need to get better at just saying, hey, company, you should buy me this. And yeah, I mean, they'll probably say no, but I mean, I can always ask, right? Yeah, it can't hurt to ask unless they, you know, never mind. (laughs) That's too dark. We're not going there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's well, let's use that to to go into some of this stuff. And I, I think the biggest thing that kind of hit every one of these devices was the idea of focus. Yeah. And I missed them talking about this. So I need I need someone to explain to me, is this like, do I only get these five options on the screen that they're showing here? Like driving, well, fitness, gaming, reading, and custom? No, I think I think that you can make different ones because I believe in the dub dub key. Um presentation they had the the sample version that they had just had three um and so i believe that you can pick and choose what options you want and in that you can then like pick and choose what can notify you when you're in that mode so instead of the binary situation of do not disturb where nothing can reach you. Um, And we, because we know the binary is not real in so many different parts of our life, uh, it's now not real in uh, your notifications too. So you can say, you know, oh, hey, if I'm reading, I want to be able to use my Kindle app or I guess books app. Um, And if somebody calls, um, but not Twitter, or if you are, 
um, working, I want Slack and Discord to be able to notify me, but not, um, I don't know, Apple News, because I know lots of people have the Apple News notifications turned on. Uh, but this the focus is something that is across all platforms as well, which I think is really interesting. And I'm really excited to kind of see how that can work, especially for people that maybe um, utilize context clues for like, I am doing this type of work on my iPad versus this other type of work on my computer and kind of being able to compartmentalize it a little bit better. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And I'm noticing that like, I feel like they did the worst possible example because they're showing um, messages because my immediate thought was like, wait, I can, I can tell them who can and can't get who I can and can't get notifications from in messages. Because if that's the case, I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. And I I don't think that's what they're trying to do here, but like I don't think so, but maybe like uh anyone that is um able that is on the beta, like let us know. Yeah, please do. Cuz I I could see that that would make me change how I do contacts. Um because I mean I think that everyone that has tried to do any type of contact grouping at some point always has like, here's the family group and here's the coworker group and here's the like friends group. Like I have a bowling group and like I even have like groups in iCloud for people that I do shows and stuff with. But I do that so that like now in Card Hop and Fantastical, I can just go to that group and hit invite and then it creates a new event and invites everybody in that group. So that makes sense. But if I could set like notifications to where, hey, if my boss sends me a message, I want to get that because I'm at work or if my, you know, if my wife or our nanny like sends a message, then cool. But like if my sister sends me a message, then maybe that can wait until after work. Yeah. Maybe it'll, it'll even send like the do not disturb like, hey, I'm working, but I'll, you know, I'll send you a message later on today. Yeah, it sounds like they're... So everything I've seen has like a an auto um, wordage, ver, ver, what wording. I'm, I'm real good with this. This is obviously exactly what um, you're looking for. Um, it's It says like name has notifications silenced with focus is the mm-hmm. automatic thing. And it looks like that's the same message on all of the things. So I don't know if you can customize that note, um, but they will at least know that they've been not silenced, but like that you're busy, which I know that will be really helpful with my dad who always seems to call when I'm podcasting. Um, And so instead of saying, having a reply to the text, he'll automatically get a notification that says, hey, Kathy has not like, is not accessing notifications right now. Um, It'll be really interesting too, to see if there's a way to link them so like if i'm sitting at my imac and i'm working and i have my focus on on the computer will my watch and my phone automatically sync with the focus too or do i have to go into the menu for focus and customize all of that information on all of the devices or kind of how will that work yeah, that that makes sense, too, because, I mean, we've all been in that position to where we get like all of the notifications in all the places. So, I mean, I mean, to me, the simple question is if I'm in focus on my phone and I'm using my Mac, am I automatically in focus on my Mac now? And if and if not, why not? Like, I wonder. I wonder why they wouldn't. want. Yeah, to do that. well, and I think I think it's like if I'm 
obviously I'm not going to do this because I read on a Kindle, but if I have like reading on my phone, I don't, I don't know. There's so many questions in place and I'm really excited to kind of, I'm so excited to see what we can do with this. Um, but it'll be it'll be really interesting to see if this becomes a part of kind of the everyday lexicon or if it becomes something that kind of doesn't work the way that we want it to. I, I think it's going to replace driving mode and do not disturb for a lot of context. If, if they make it so that it can automatically jump into certain modes like that. would. Oh, be great. yeah, that would be great. Yeah, or, or even like simple shortcuts that can allow that of like, hey, if I have this app open, activate this focus and until I get out of the app or whatever. Or yeah. like, like I said, if I'm driving, if I'm connected to my car's Bluetooth, enable the driving focus. Um, that makes sense to me. But what doesn't make sense to me is like this push into like making notes way more powerful than it was before, which I don't know. I, I have feelings about this and <laughs> this is this is my uneasy segue into like another thing here where I don't use notes. Um, you know me, I use craft at the moment. And then before that, I'm using like drafts and all this other stuff. I wonder how many people, how many like pro users are using notes in the way that they're developing for it like creating I, i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna interrupt you right there because here's the problem with the sentence that you just said this is not for the pro users it's just not plain and simple it's not for pro users because if you are using craft if you are using drafts if you are using Obsidian or Rome or any of the, you know, other like pro note taking whatevers, you're not going to use notes. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the same thing with like reminders. And if people have a complex and full uh, note taking uh, or like a to do list, they don't need to use Apple reminders, but for the people that don't have that, but need something like this that can do what they need it to do, that is who this is for. But but that's what I mean is like organizing with tags, adding, I mean, they've had some of the like task list. Um, now you can actually do mentions and like share stuff with like share notes with people and you have version control well not version control but you have like a a change log of what's happening um in the note and you can see what's been changed and who changed what where and it's like are the people that this app is designed for are they even going to use these features i think it is by having it in something that they are using already they are going to be able to become users of those features by not having to search out something that says, oh, I need an app that has tags, but instead they have an app that just that they use already that does have tags, especially because we've all seen that um, when you open a new app that's just been updated and it has the little cards that say here's what's new or whatever <laughs> um we know that those will i mean they'll probably just like pass by it and it, you know ignore it to start with but there's also the chance that they could learn about it um and have it just be a part of their new transition into the newest os uh especially since we know that apple is really good about having updated like their their user base updates so much more than most other places and 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 uh devices and so most people will update and they will have a new version of the software that's going to allow them to do all of these magical things so that they can 
be more productive, but also like let them use their uh, tech in the way that best suits them. That makes sense. And real-time follow-up, uh, you can enable focus on one device and it's automatically set across all of them. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I feel like this, and I should say even some of the pro apps don't have some of these features like tagging and like version yeah. control and things. And that's that's where I'm, I'm not suggesting that people that don't use or utilize all of these features need an app that has features that they're just not going to use. I just wonder if kind of, kind of like some of the the decisions that we've made, like, you know, we've talked about our own personal productivity systems and there's a reason why I like my notebook for a lot of things starting. And it's because I don't have to think about features and like, If I need to add, if I need to make a table, I just draw a table. If I need to make a, you know, bulleted list, I just do bullets. If I need to share something with someone, then I just type it in and share it. Right. I just worry that people that are like, I just need to write something down and then they see all these buttons and they're like, should I do that? Should I make this? How do I? I don't want to use this app anymore. Like, because it, it just has the fact that it has the features make it hard to make very simple decisions sometimes and maybe that's just my atypical brain like working the way it does i mean i can totally i can totally see where you're coming from for that but i also i work with a lot of very non-pro users and being able to say oh if you wanted to just you know write a note for your flight or whatever and then you can just tag it for travel that will be something that like my mom will love being able to use and i think i think that's what's kind of nice about these types of things is that it is built in automatically and so these changes that they're making to the software and to the apps that everyone has by making them more powerful but also having it not replace the app. So like in notes and stuff, there's all of this things added, but it doesn't look any different. And if you still just want to make a note, you can just go in and, and make a note and copy and paste, you know, a serial key or write down a phone number or whatever. And I think, I think that's important. And I'm, Really liking where Apple is going lately with the, I mean, there's definitely always things that I wish that they did better, but there's a big portion of it where they are embracing the casual user by supporting them into a way that they can learn to be a pro. Mm. I didn't think about it in that way. And I I think that that is, you know, I, I feel bad because I'm now putting people, I'm now like gatekeeping the, <laughs> like, oh, you're not a real note taker. You don't. Yeah, you don't use tags. So clearly uh, you don't deserve a fancier app. <laughs> hey, Craft does not have tags still. And that's something that has been lauded like with their faces. <laughs> So many people in that Slack channel are just like, why are there no tags? Why are there no tables? Ah, like, <laughs> I, I don't know why they all sound like a the Wicked Witch of, I don't know, the South Side of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked Witch of the South Side title. <laughs> but, but even with like all of these, a lot of the new features that they came out with, like another big one that I will say, I know that in my mind, I have, I'm going to be giving myself more work with this. Shortcuts on Mac. I, I mean, I'm lucky that my parents don't use Apple devices, <laughs> which is great. But, you know, my, my wife is not someone who wants to even become 
engrossed in the ecosystem and know all the things. She's like, I just want my watch and my phone and my computer, and my iPad to all work. So yeah. when I pick one up, I can do what I need to do with it. But there have been times on the phone where like, we'll be somewhere and she'll see me do something on my phone. She goes, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sitting, do not disturb until we leave. And she goes, how do you do that? And I was like, don't worry, I'll give you the shortcut that I made for it. So now I see myself like just now having to make more shortcuts <laughs> on the Mac for her. Yeah. But I also think that something like shortcuts on the Mac, and I know that it's just the beginning, I think that it is very much what you're saying of if you are, whether you're a pro user or a beginner, there is a usage for shortcuts on the Mac for you. It can be something as simple as, you know, opening up all those websites that you normally do and getting into that contextual mode and setting focus and um, opening your notes with the correct tags uh, and, you know, doing all that stuff. Or it could just be something as simple as like you push a button and it makes sure that your audio interfaces are set to the correct ones, which is something that I need in my life and I never implement <laughs> it. And I always screw up when I jump onto a Zoom call and it's like blasting out of my speakers and I'm like, ah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the way that shortcuts is configured and works for the most part. It's fairly easy. I still only have like one style of shortcut that I use and that's literally just to play music, but I'm okay with that because that makes me like it works for me. If, if there's something that I want to be able to do, I can ask people, Hey, is this something that this will do? And someone like Jay will be so kind to say, yep, here you go. Do this, 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 and this. Okay, thanks. Without me having to sit and click and play. And I think even then with with shortcuts, it's easy to drag and drop and make things that you want. And so I love the idea of it being kind of a gateway in the good way to allowing people to discover automation and ways that they can have their devices work for them. I, I'm looking at this image that they put up and I see kitchen tunes on here and that immediately made me think of a keyboard maestro act, a macro that we had made that helps like get you into your day and you know gets your music playing and all that stuff. Do you see shortcuts becoming the place where stuff like that lives because it's just easier to operate than keyboard maestro. No offense to them, but I mean, their, their app does a lot. And because it does a lot, it can often be confusing to people who aren't engrossed in the system. Yeah. And, and kind of be overwhelming. I think it's going to come down to will shortcuts. Like, can I add a shortcut to my desktop? Or can I use my Stream Deck to do it? Um, those are going to be the big questions. And we'll find out, I think, is the answer at this point. Yeah, there's there's a lot to to figure out, like what what and how things are going to work. Um, oh, man. So so what are you most excited about with all this stuff? Um. It's it's funny because the thing okay, so of course when watching the keynote, you gotta go on Twitter and make the hot takes and all of the jokes. Like that's <laughs> you kind don't, of though. I, I made a, a handful, um, but not a ton. See, you didn't see because we were on um when you were done with your meetings, I had to leave. So like the keynote that I was watching was different than when you were active in it. Um, but I made, I made some quote unquote jokes. Um, but the one thing that I was serious about that I tweeted, um, was about the legacy contact. And here's a hot take for productivity is that like getting stuff done for things like living wills and, um, uh, powers of attorney and and that sort of thing um, is a major bit of productivity that most people don't do um, that you should probably do. 
Uh, so I'm really excited for legacy contacts and the fact that you can basically have somebody designated as your contact to be able to access your devices or your phone. Um, if you pass, if you die, they can uh, get in there and be able to, you know, get information that they need to be able to better, you know, do certain things. Now, is there a bunch of issues that could occur with this? Absolutely. Is this something that, oh, I don't know, an abusive husband could utilize? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so I, I, I know that there potentially could be issues, but for the most part, having a conversation about death in a positive, productive way, I think is really helpful and uh, a good thing that people should have. There is an overarching, there's an overarching discussion about doing things or making things convenient, knowing that there are inherent risks involved that I think a lot of people tend to focus on. And I think that's just sensationalism in the news at its best of like, how can this one thing be like done and exploited? And it's like, okay, yes. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done that winds up exploiting people. And um, unfortunately we never do anything about those things either. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. I really like this feature. I think that it's something that, we should we should have honestly the the entire like transfer of information of of knowledge in terms of different responsibilities and what needs to happen should be something that tech companies are aware of and, and thinking about in their design because yeah. we do more and more things online like i i should be able to say in case of emergency, this person has access to things. And I think that that needs to become a regularly thought um, part of how we do computer things. And until we do, this stuff is always going to be looked at as, oh, but but so-and-so can take advantage of this. And it's like, yes, but I mean, I'm sure that they have been doing what they're doing plenty of other ways and we haven't been trying to stop them from that. So yeah. why would we why would we not implement this thing that does a lot of good because of the little bad that it could do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as long as those conversations are being had and 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 seeing why it could be um why it's important to be aware of, I'm thinking on you Slack about Slack Connect where people could customize a message that is sent and then it's like, oh hey Obviously, you did not have any, you know, women in that high level, like, conversation because men can be really gross yeah. and, like, send stuff that you can't block. Um, but I think I think it'll be another interesting thing to see how it is able to be utilized and what can be done to make it really awesome. Yeah, and, and that's definitely to say, like, you do want to make it as safe as possible. And... Sometimes the safety is just a notification that something that you may not be privy of or you may not be consenting to is happening. Yeah. Um, I think with all of this stuff, any I mean, I know they did this with the health data too. Like you can share all of your health data with the other person and it's like, hmm, I I I know for my family, like the last thing my mom wants me to have is access to her health records because that's just the family dynamic. We don't talk about health other than, you know, are you doing all right? You're doing all right. Okay, cool. Do you need anything? Oh, you don't need anything. Okay, cool. If all of a sudden I'm getting pings, it's like your mother's blood pressure has been elevated lately. She's going to be very annoyed if I call her. And <laughs> I, I know that that's, I mean, yeah, it's it's not necessarily I'm doing it out of like, oh, I'm just keeping an eye on you. It's like, no, you're my mom. I want to take care of you. But at the same time, like, I will also wind up just being like, 
I will call someone else and be like, hey, her her blood pressure has been elevated. What's going on? Like, right. I call right. Her about it. Um, I'm really hoping that this means that they will uh, have fixed like the fall detection thing, um, because uh, my dad has fallen multiple times and it has not notified me, even though supposedly it's all set up correctly. So I'm really hopeful that that's going to be fixed. Yeah. And and I think that that's that's where there's a lot of trying to build a trying to build one solution for the majority of people. And, and I, again, I think that's where, you know, tying it back into the notes conversation of how many features do you add before it becomes? Well, now you've just given me 8000 more decisions that I need to make. And I get like what Apple's trying to do here is make it as easy to make these decisions that you were already having to make and that some of us are neglecting to make because they're difficult. They're trying to make it as easy as possible. But I also feel like at the end of the day, I don't know if I want Apple parenting me kind of in that way of just like, hey, make sure you, you know, pass this information to your wife in case somehow you die. And it's like, Good looking out, Apple. Um, just don't look out for me any more than that, please. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, I feel like everyone is has different levels of comfort in all of those situations. And so, yeah, it's overall just going to be really interesting to kind of see how what we do with it. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with um, if you're taking a foreign language course. And you can just use live text translation. Right? Uh, <laughs> I was like, cheating has been so has never been easier. Now that we're like in our middle ages, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> middle aged. You're middle aged. I'm not middle aged. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Thanks for making me feel old. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 they'll just not allow devices. Really, I think that's that's going to be. I mean, I don't I'm, think they do them now, but. You can also just not need a foreign language class if you can just have your iPhone translate for you. Oh, I mean, there there are already so many other classes that could be taught. Not to say that teaching a foreign language isn't a I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's it it is the the message of computing. Now that certain things are readily available, do we need to emphasize as much? as we do on those things versus maybe focusing more energy on, I don't know, computer etiquette. And I don't know. There's so many things broken with the American school system that um, I don't know if I want them to prioritize like foreign language conversations, classes um, as a, like a main focus point. Let's have them fix you know, paying them teachers more and stuff. But I'm well, silly. I'm I mean, silly. <laughs> well, you're not silly. And and I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they're doing now that is very cool. But again, it, it does make me wonder like, wow, knowledge at your fingertips faster than ever before. Like, we, we say this every year and it's like they just find ways to make it better and better and better. Like this visual lookup thing. I wish I wish I could just like take a picture of like an error message on my computer screen when I'm debugging <laughs> code and it just be like, ah, here's your problem. <laughs> you know, right? here's, here's five posts that talk about that. And and we kind of have that in like, I mean, there's tools like PopClip and things like that where you can just select text and say Google search it. But I, I think that Apple doing this to where you can take a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge and then it's like, here's a result based on the Golden Gate Bridge and here's a map to it and here's, you know, the wiki for it and all this other stuff. And here's your dog breed and this is what this flower is called. Like, I mean, great if you're in the woods and like you're being chased by a bear and you're <laughs> like, what kind of bear is this? What kind of bear is this? Yeah. <laughs> can I eat this mushroom? Yeah, I think I think. Something that's really special about this type of thing is the fact that 
what is going to be done with it is very different than what they're planning. Um, and I think that that's something that's really exciting and it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens, I think. Yeah. So I'm almost out of things that I am interested in with this. Um, there is one and I feel like, I feel like we've had this conversation before or maybe we haven't, I don't know. Male privacy protection. So Apple has done a lot for the sake of privacy. And I appreciate what they are doing. But I start to wonder. So the example here is uh, male privacy protection hides your IP address so senders can't link it to your other online activity or determine your location. Part of me is like, oh, good. Male privacy. Absolutely. I, th I think all people deserve privacy, not just males. Um, but, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong male. Um, <laughs> I, You're so I, funny. <laughs> I I get what they're saying here but as someone who works in like networking and systems i that ip address one i'm not using it to tie people to other online activity but determining someone's location even as like a an approximate location is how so many good apps do what they do and I know that they're just talking about mail here, but what happens when Apple decides that it's not just mail? What happens when they go to a website and they go, we're it, even it's not a tracker. It is a web request that says, hey, this this server needs to know whereabouts where you are so that they can give you relevant search results. And Apple goes, no, you don't get that. I think they'll do it the same way that they do now for like location data and, and be like, do you want to allow this? I don't think they'll ever have automatic. No, you can't, especially in things like location. But that's the thing that confuses me a lot about this is that a lot of the location based requests where it says, Oh, you know, McDonald's wants to know, your location so I can recommend which store to send you to. That is a that is an on server or on service type response. But I think that there are other ways to get that information so that it doesn't ask you, which is why I think that Apple would want to do as much as possible to mask network requests and things like that. And I, and the other question with that is why did they get out of the networking business if they're so concerned about people's network information and, and how it's tracked like this was a decision they made so long ago that now all of the routers they're like they're literally trying to prevent the companies that make your routers they're trying to prevent you from giving them your information when at the hardware level, they already have it. Yeah, I you are asking the wrong person because <laughs> I definitely don't know enough about it to have an opinion. I have very smart people that um, tell me what to do <laughs> uh, in, in that thing. But yeah, I think I think a lot of times it comes down to we don't know why they make choices that they make. Um, and I think overall it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes in the future. How about that? I, I think that's probably the best thing to do at the moment. I just hope that I, I just don't want to lose some of my ability to create good services with privacy in mind because of 
a decision that someone else made with privacy in mind. Like, I think that that's how we get to not bad actors, but like bad faith decisions of like, well, if Apple's going to tell me I can't have this data, what can I do to get it? And at that point, you're like, you're you're already going down the wrong road instead of like, I have this information. How can I be as responsible as possible and as privacy focused as possible with it? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like you said, I think that's not really a conversation that um, I mean, I'm not even too prepared to have, honestly, because I'm just getting kind of into that space. But tell me about some of the stuff that you're excited about with this. I'm I'm still interested. Yeah, I don't. Other than the stuff that we've kind of talked about, I haven't. I uh, can I say talk to me again in the future when I have it on my device? Um, because so often stuff happens and it's like, okay, that's going to be cool. But then I never actually end up using it. Kind of like Scribble ended up being. Um, I am excited to kind of see how mindfulness will work, which is an Apple Watch um, Watch OS 8 thing. Um, the Breathe app is um, was never really great for me because I didn't like just sitting and breathing. Um, but I like the idea of the different options that are available. Um, specifically the fact that they have different things that will pop up instead of just like the animation of breathing, but like, um, asking questions to like, think about, um, which I think will help me center myself in certain things, especially if I'm going through like an anxiety spiral, I need somebody to be able to tell me what I, what I can concentrate on or what I can think about what I should be like working through. And I think having it on my watch and just something that will always be there and always be present will be really helpful um, when I am having one of those kinds of days. I'm going to I'm going to push back on something that you said because it's it, it was just interesting the way you said it cuz oh. you said I need someone to to guide me and and help me, you know, think of what to say and having my watch and I was like your watch isn't a person though. No, okay. it's not, but it's a, it's an it's an external force. Well, and and that's that's where I'm kind of wondering like I I have like a couple of support groups that I talk with for like ADHD based stuff. And we, we kind of do some of these same things where there's like, Oh, there's a gratitudes channel to where you can like talk about, you know, if you need to take your mind off of negative things, you can think about positive things in the gratitudes channel. And the, I think the part of that is there's always someone that you can talk to like an actual human being that can like pose questions that you may need someone to ask. Well, and, and I, I'm going to push back to your pushback real quick is that <laughs> I, I do have a therapist and I do have somebody that I can reach out to anytime to ask specific questions. But I also have a problem of not wanting to be, it's not a problem. It's an innate personality quirk um, where I don't want to be a bother on somebody and so by having a inanimate object be able to help me center myself in a way that works see, like seamlessly just push a button and it and it goes through and does that without me having to try 8 million different options on you know a going through the app store, which can be really scary and intimidating and overwhelming um, by having something that just is already here on my app, on my phone, on my watch and, and seeing if that can really help me, then sure, I'll give it a try, especially because it's already included. It's already free. I don't I don't like it when we push each other. Let's not do that. I know. I don't like it either. I feel really <laughs> like I need to give you a hug, Jay, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the the problem that I have with the Breathe app as it was is the same problem that I have with Scribble 
and that it's like, this sounds really nice, but I don't think I'm going to use it. And even now with like the gratitude, like the, I shouldn't say the gratitudes, the, the mindful thoughts in my mind. Well, one, I don't use an Apple watch. So like, I don't really have access to this, but if I did in my mind, I see myself going, I don't have time for this. And then like just continuing down my, my down spiral. And that's why when you, when you mention having someone like to me, it like I have to have someone like, and that person is often my significant other, but you know, sometimes it is people from my support group that are like, yo, you haven't messaged anything today. What's going on? And it's like, Oh, you know, nothing. I'm fine. They're like, no, you know, that answer is not allowed here. What's going on? And it's like, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, let's do this. Yeah. And I, I, I have those those people and the, my therapists as well that are able to call it out on on those particular things, especially if I have a specific not issue or concern, but like a specific thing that I can put words to. But a lot of times I a lot of times my anxiety manifests in ways that are not specifically triggered by something I can identify. So talking to somebody or being like, hey, I'm feeling anxious because of of X. Talk me through this isn't something that I can verbalize. Um, And so having something that I can just try and not distract, but also kind of distract, something that I can concentrate on to let my brain focus on something else can reset myself, especially if I can't go take a nap. A nap or a shower are my go-to like reset brain things, but they don't always work because I only will have like five minutes between appointments or or something like that. And so I think something like this can help potentially. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm like just scrubbing through this document here and I'm there was one thing that I didn't. No, nah, it's not important. Never mind. <laughs> you, you got anything? I think that's it. Really, mm. isn't that mm. enough? I mean, have haven't these updates just been enough in general? There's updates. Hey, why 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 nitpick them to death? Like you're getting new stuff. Be happy about the new stuff you got, right? Uh, yeah. And also, hey, let's, you know, talk about stuff that won't come out for another couple months. We're just feeding the machine. Yeah. Gotta, you gotta feed the machine. Okay. Well, since this is on my goofy feed that who knows what this feed is for anymore. Thank you, everyone listening. And thank you, Kathy, for uh, talking me off the anger ledge of, <laughs> of the dub dub key. And I let people know how they can uh, contact you. Yeah, you can reach out. My DMs are open on uh, all of the social media things at Mrs. Soup, or you can go to kathycampbell.com and uh, there are links to my companies and my podcasts. I love it. Did we con do it? I think we con did it.